Guess who it is, everybody? Y'all is a dead weight, less great, always getting second place. I tend to race ahead of pace, dipping while I'm dressed in vape, then they chase. Catch me if you can, I ain't DiCaprio. This lucid dream will have you go like half a dose of Adderall. Capricola sandwiches are tasty from Permanis. I'm a 5'7 giant, Brandon Jacobs, Eli Manning. Hello, hi, how are you? This is Josh Wagner here for Gertie Sports Podcast, edition number two. Of the winter break, we're sitting here in Ryan's lovely home. Shout out to Paula, a great homemaker. <laughs> it looks nice in here. Good environment. Shout out to Woodwick Candles. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Got a Christmas tree up. Yep. Very nice. Candles, candles Lots of redskin nice. ornaments on it. Real or fake? It's fake. Oh. Candles. You calling your tree fake? Well, we we used to do real trees. This is the first time we've been fake in a while, but. It's fine. So you guys are hashtag fake. Yeah, we're fake. Hashtag Kim Kardashian. All right, so moving on from that, usually start the uh, day with a funny story, and you know I'm not going to talk about how half my friends need to be in Gamblers Anonymous <laughs> because it's true, and I'm increasingly getting uh, very nervous for some of their <laughs> futures. But uh, I want to talk about a news story that I came across on my way over here. And that is, you know, getting in the Christmas spirit when your parents don't get you exactly what you want. This little girl, Ashland Howell of Little Rock, Arkansas, took matters into her own hands by exploiting her mother's Amazon account Arkansas while she was asleep. Yeah, speaking of Arkansas. Shout out Arkansas. <laughs> Let's go. They're beating tech right now. If you're from Arkansas, yeah. turn this podcast off. <laughs> Unless you're Bill Clinton. <laughs> Unless you're Bill Clinton. Is it Arkansas or Arkansas? It's Arkansas. What's the difference? I don't know. You should just go back to your state and turn this podcast off. <laughs> All right. Either way, this little girl went up to her mom's phone while she was sleeping, used her fingerprint while she was sleeping, and then proceeded to go on a $250 Pokemon present shopping spree nice. for herself. Good choice. Good taste. And it just begs the question, is the older generation just screwed from now on when it comes to technology? Are they just completely hosed? Like we're just like going to take advantage of them? And just buy whatever you want? Yeah. Well, or like, you know, just like yeah. cyber attack things? Yeah, anybody can do it. It's, you, could, you can buy fake credit cards online on, like, the black market. Yep. You can buy, like, you can use gift cards online and, like, buy stuff and, like, it won't get back in time and you'll already have whatever you wanted. People are going to exploit the system. They're behind. Five months now, as far as the U.S. government is concerned. <laughs> Netflix accounts, like Spotify. His bank routing numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Adam Nordling. Oh. Not, not random stuff, just like really in-depth stuff, too. Like, mm-hmm. I have his hair barber now. <laughs> uh, I have his Martin's bonus card now. Oh, no. So. You know what he's been buying, yep. like, and how much of it? And I'm going to release useful. it to the public. I mean, mm. making all your passwords, I love Tom Brady, is not a <laughs> way to go. <laughs> He thought the point. he thought making the O a zero would be like <laughs> it would never throw works people out. off. Yeah, no, it works out. Got through that pretty quickly. But either way, <laughs> thought that was an interesting thing to start off on. And now, since uh, you know we got New Year's coming up, of course that means the college football playoff New is Year about to start beginning. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about uh, each matchup here. We got a little uh, couple of segments actually about the college football playoff. Uh, we got the MVPs for each team. If hypothetically they are to win the college football playoff, if it happens, uh, we have that for all four teams. We have the matchups to watch for each game, uh, which is December 31st. 
And then we have the best coach in the college football playoff, and we all have a coach. So we're going to all throw our uh, swords into it, and we're going to see what happens. Throw our swords. So first, I throw my sword around a lot. I just want that <laughs> to go on the record. Are you yeah. a very liberal swordsman? Uh, my sword goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so first things first, we'll start with Ohio State and uh, how they're going to win it all and uh, who would be the best player if that were to happen. Uh, since I'm going first for this one, I'm just going to go ahead and take the obvious answer with it being JT Barrett. Uh, he's been, you know, their biggest piece this season. He was one of the, you know, better players that didn't get drafted by the NFL this past year. Um, he will be heading there shortly, but just a, a great leader. He's really learned since he had that DUI back in the off season. Uh, it took him a while to get through that. Urban Meyer really gave him hell for it. Um, but he calls him one of the best leaders he's ever coached. Uh, you know, they talk a lot about him not having a great arm, but he's a very versatile player. Uh, I think he's going to give Clemson all they can handle. What do you guys think about Ohio State? Who's another player we should be looking um, for? I think Ohio State's downfall will be the fact that their mascot is, in fact, a nut. It's a poisonous <laughs> nut, though. If you eat it, you die. And I just think at some point they're going to realize that their entire team is just embodied with the symbol of a nut and give up at some point in the game. <laughs> Whereas Clemson's are their tigers and... You know. Tigers don't eat poisonous nuts, though. Nobody eats poisonous nuts. Except Josh. I mean, somebody had to figure See. it out. Poor guy. Josh, do you wish Ezekiel Elliott was playing in this game? Yes. Would, would, do you like Ezekiel Elliott now more on the Cowboys than you did at Ohio State? I mean, yes and no. I like him more now because he won me a lot of money. Because you're a Cowboys fan? Because you're confused. I'm not confused. I'm a Steelers fan through and through. I just... I really liked Ezekiel Elliott even back at Ohio State, and now that he was on my fantasy team and he was a beast, and you guys can't deal with it. He's a great player. You know, he's what third all time in rushing yards right now. He's probably not going to play next week for uh, rookies in the rookie season. But other than that, I don't like the Cowboys. Yes, you do. I don't. You're I don't looks, like Des Bryant. He looks like he wears too much cologne. Who? Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> my take. He also eats cereal way too aggressively. I, oh, I'd hate that he acts like he was the first person to ever do, like, the eating thing. <laughs> that is not a new thing. He reinvented He, the he acts like he invented it. I don't like that. It's annoying. And he looks like Kanye West, which is another reason why I think you have a boner for him. He does not look like Kanye West. They both West. have very fat I, uh, Let the record yeah, show they do look, look like Kanye, Kanye West. West. They definitely look like yeah, Kanye West. He looks like Kanye West. Why don't you right. look at him? All right, do you guys have players picture? you want to contribute to the conversation no. from Ohio State? No. From Ohio State? Oh, yeah. JT's that would be the MVP of their team if JT. they wanted that. Uh, Malik Hooker, he's had a really good season. And I think their defense, I don't think JT Barrett's that good. Well, if one of their D-backs could get a couple picks, they could. Well, they have a cornerback. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he's a top 10 draft prospect. You look that uh, up. Cite your sources, Josh. <laughs> Wikipedia. Jabr- is it Jabril Peppers? He plays for Ohio State, right? Jabril. He definitely plays for them. I saw a whole family wearing Michigan stuff the other day, and I just wanted to yell. Like I just wanted to point and do the hand John- Jim Harbaugh thing to them and just walk away. They definitely would have beaten me up. Who's the guy, Josh? Ryan, your internet's slower than mine now. I don't think so. I think, are you signed into it? Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Did Either you make way, it up? I will look it up while you guys talk about Clemson's MVP. Well, it would be Desha- Deshaun Watson, probably. Yeah, he's been the MVP all year. Is it Tyler Durbin? 
No, that's their kicker. Uh, uh, why, Durden I just Google is a, a great character from great uh, Prospects. Tyler Durden, <laughs> the movie Fight Club. I know, that's why I've said his name because it's just the name that stuck out to me. Tyler Durden uh, is probably going to have a great game. See, I fighting. I, I, <laughs> lots of fifteen-yard penalties. If JT Barrett gets in some type of Fight Club scenario. <laughs> Where he, he forgets the person he actually is and starts throwing to the other team. I think that could be a huge downfall for Ohio State. What are we going to Clemson. next? Clemson. I haven't watched any college football this year. <laughs> at all. all. For Clemson, I'm going to go with Mike Williams. He just reminds me of the mini-me, basically, for Martavis Bryant. Plays the same way. Uh, great vertical presence. I know Will's watched a lot of ACC football. He loves ACC football. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I thought yeah, Mike Williams is a really uh, versatile wide receiver, and uh, you know he's by far their best offensive weapon besides Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's really good um, when he like starts to run more, and he's like kind of like had some injury problems all season. But yeah, I don't think Ohio State's going to have an answer to Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams. And then Clemson's defense is You think just, Clemson's going to win? Yeah, I think Clemson's probably going to win. Really? Because their defense is so good. I, I just don't think Ohio State can match them point for point. Hmm. I mean, Mike Weber's been pretty good, but I got Clemson. ACC over and Mike Weber's also a freshman, too, which is nice. Hmm. But, uh, John, you got anything? Uh, yeah, Clemson? I think Deshaun Watson, if they win, it's going to be the MVP. He's been their MVP all year. He's just the backbone of the team, and without him, they don't run. Yeah, these are two very quarterback-driven teams. Yeah. Like, if either of their quarterbacks falter at all, then they're done. I'm just saying Deshaun Jackson has had a really <laughs> good end to the season, and Deshaun Watson, maybe Deshaun's are on, their wide, on the rise. I'm, maybe, buying, yeah. I'm buying stock in Deshaun's Deshaun. are hot. Also, the cornerback's name is Marshawn Lattimore. Ooh, I, don't know about, I don't know about Marshawn. He's a, uh, he's a sophomore... 6'1", 192. He is the number one overall cornerback rated by Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay for the draft. So he'll probably be a top 10 pick. So look for that. Uh, Ohio State's strength has really been their DBs all season long, but we'll talk yeah. about that a little later on. Um, next up, we got Washington. Will, you want to take the lead on Washington and their potential MVPs? Uh, I don't think Washington's going to be very competitive with Alabama just because they don't have that athleticism that it seems like Ohio State and Clemson have. And, like, even... Uh, like Alabama is just one of the best like college football defenses that I've personally ever seen. So I, I would be very impressed if Washington could put up over twenty points or even ten points. Yeah, yeah. If they if Washington does anything, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be on their quarterback as well because Alabama's defense is gonna keep them less than ten points, less than seventeen points. I really don't think they're gonna do anything. Like if they they're gonna have to spread the ball around a lot. Like they're gonna have to be. Their coach, Peterson, he's going to have to be switching up the plays a lot. They're going to have to have a really good bounce because Alabama is going to be on them. It should They've... be Michigan playing anyway. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I probably. think Michigan would have been a much better game. But for Washington, I'm going to say their MVP is going to have to be their front five in front of Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if they're going to win that game against Alabama, they're going to have to find a way to uh, you know, beat up on two of basically the top three uh, defensive linemen in the entire yeah. country. And uh, that's no easy task. They're going to have to keep Browning under, uh, you know, not under duress, I guess I should say, keep him healthy. You know, he's just a sophomore. He's kind of a, you know, spaghetti-like kid. He's got really thin limbs. Noodle arms. Noodle arms, (laughs) if you will. And, uh, yeah, I think if they end up winning, the offensive line will have a lot to do with that. And they like to run a fast-paced offense. So if they can keep dogging them, they can maybe uh, 
push the envelope a little if, bit. If uh, anybody from the Washington Football Organization is listening <laughs> to this, I have a quick suggestion. Maybe go out and see if you can't find a player with the first name of Deshaun. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying stock. Deshaun's right on the rise. Maybe get a wide receiver, another target for Jake Browning to throw to. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and Tech is losing. So Tech is going to get the score run up on them. All right, so now we'll move on to Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Um, I'm really putting this on their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, honestly. Uh, just as a freshman, I think he's handled himself so well. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of poise. He's got a good presence in the pocket. When he doesn't want to do that, he can just use his natural athletic ability and just take it down the field on his legs. Um, I don't think there's anything that Lane Kiffin has given him that he can't do. And, uh, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over at all, which is a big thing with Nick Saban, his fundamental football. So I think that uh, Jalen Hurts will be their MVP. Obviously, there's a lot of choices you can make for Alabama and who the MVP is going to be. Jonathan Allen. I'll, I'll lay it out on. Uh, That's where I was going, yeah. Jalen Hurts. I was going Jonathan Allen. I think uh, having the last name of Hurts is a bad omen. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be. Uh, their quarterback or their running back because I think there will be a lot of running. They're probably going to get up early. And I could see if either of them broke through to the end zone a few times, they could both have over 100 yards rushing, and I would not be surprised. I mean, the thing is, is like if you watch the LSU game, it was just like their defense was not going to budge. And so when it's like the fight between two defenses and Alabama's defense isn't going to give up any points, like you're going to find a way to score sooner or later. And if that's Jalen Hurts, like – Figuring out a way to scramble and making an amazing play, or just keep pounding the ball until you score. I, I just don't see how Washington has like any ability to beat Alabama. Well, that's that's the weird thing about Washington's game plan because usually their game plan is to just score fifty points and win a game. They're going to have to go. They're going to have to go into this game expecting to score at most 21, 28 points, and they're going to have to yeah. somehow hold Alabama to you know less than that, yep. which is a really tough strategy to have. I expect them to have a really conservative approach to their game plan as well. Yeah, there. I wouldn't. Ex- I wouldn't be surprised to see like just possession passing, just mm-hmm. little five yeah. yard routes, slants. Yeah, just yep. keep the ball. Cause they, I completely. I wouldn't. I, they're not going to be able to run, and I. Like, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Alabama's Screen run. Screen like, passes. The, the trenches are going to be all Alabama. Quick passes are going to be a key because I'm you can't let the pass rush get to them. I'm excited to see what uh, trick plays Chris Peterson has dialed up. Because oh, yeah. if you remember, he was the coach of Boise State when they did that. Uh, the Statue trick. of Liberty. Yeah, the yeah. trick two-point conversion. So, they're gonna, and, like, they're, they're definitely going to have to pull out some trick plays, which, I mean, Nick Saban is definitely going to be ready for it. Yeah. And all throughout bowl season already, there's been a bunch of, like, fake punts and fake field goals in almost every game. Teams have been pulling out all the stops, so you know Peterson will is, if he gets the opportunity. Uh, speaking of fake punts, RIP Jeff Fisher. Hope you <laughs> Jeff Fisher, what a guy. Jeff Fisher. I wish he was still alive. Also, speaking yeah. of Jeff Fisher, RIP Carrie Fisher. Oh, uh, truth for real. Not really a nerd. Not really a Star Wars guy, but uh, good movies. I, I still want to see the new one. That was a Star. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But I still yeah, want to see it. Tragic death. Uh, moving on now to the matchups to watch for. Uh, I just jotted one down for the Ohio State side of it. Um, you know, a lot of the game is really going to come down to, like we said, JT Barrett and how he handles the front seven of Clemson. Uh, statistically, he's not a threat down the field. You can chalk that up to his arm. I chalk it up a lot to the loss of Michael Thomas and a couple of other big targets that went to the draft this past year for the Buckeyes. Uh, they're really, really short at wide receiver this season. I, they haven't been able to fill any of those gaps, really. A lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores uh, playing receiver for the Buckeyes this year. But 
I think uh, just JT Barrett trying to match up, like Will said, against that front seven is going to be one of the more critical matchups. If JT Barrett can get outside the pockets and make some plays rolling out, could be a long game for Clemson. If they can keep him in the pocket and keep contain and uh, try and make him make those throws down the field, Clemson might make him make a mistake. Yeah, I think one of the matchups that I'll be looking for um, in that game is the rushing game between Johnson and the Clemson defensive line. And uh, Clemson sometimes will bring in their safeties into the box if they if a team is running the ball a lot on them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can use if Ohio State can use the run to try to set up the pass. I think Clemson looked really bad in man coverage with their corners. For in the ACC championship, they got like burnt so many times, and they got like mm-hmm. a lot of DPIs called. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's where like Ohio State can stand uh, if they like get that ball out and start running those like option routes with their like wide receivers. Curtis Samuel could play really big into that type of game plan. Yeah. Number four, very fast, exceptional athlete. Look for him in the draft for sure. Um, yeah, I agree with that uh, assessment. And then looking at the other side of things with Washington and Alabama, um, like I already said, I think the front five or you know maybe even six if they keep a tight end, Washington has got to keep this pass rush at bay that uh, you know features Jonathan Allen and also Reuben Foster, two uh, top ten prospects for the draft coming up. They're just going to have to run short passes. They're going to have to play the Tom Brady offense, basically. Five-yard outs, five-yard curls, three-yard slants. you got to get the ball off quickly because the longer you have the ball, the longer these guys have a chance to work on your guys, tire them out, and you you don't want to be in that situation at all. Even screen passes may be very, very abundant in this game for Washington. Where's the national championship at? No idea. And out like the screen passes will be tough too because Alabama's defense is just so fast. Like, are they going to be able to get out and get in front of that? Like, are their linemen going to be able to get out and get in front of the Alabama like defensive yeah. linebacker and stuff? I don't know. Like, they're, not. it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, I would. I don't. I don't think Washington's going to be able to do anything <laughs> over twenty points. I'd be shocked. I'm like looking at their like. Uh, Alabama's defensive stats right now, and I'm just like, no. Points per, <laughs> points per game, Alabama's averaging 11 against them, 248 yards, 184 passing yards, 63 rushing yards per game against Alabama's defense, 45 sacks, and 14 picks. Jeez. That's that's going to be... I mean, Washington. Alabama, yeah, don't even come off the bus. Alabama's a great band. I don't remember any bands named Washington. Yeah, I don't mean it. It's a good point. Honestly, they, they got that in point. Alabama. Were they playing in uh, Texas? Yeah. No, they weren't playing in Texas. <laughs> I was going to say, if Alabama was playing in Texas, they would know you have to have a fiddle in the back. <laughs> Very true. Does anyone have anything more to add to Washington-Alabama's matchup? If Washington can score, you better your defense better lock up if you want to get... Yeah, they can't, the they can't let Alabama score... Over twenty, and they're going to basically not be able to turn the ball over. No, I mean this is a classic liberal conservative matchup. (laughs) I I think from history and just from this year, we've seen so many times that you know liberals—they're not going to win. They're not going to show up. Red wins. Red wins. Red always wins. Red (laughs) versus blue. You know, it's just the classic matchup, and you're just going to see Donald Trump or Alabama win this football game, and there's nothing you can do. Coincidence that Alabama is also an elephant. And Washington is a liberal state and Alabama is a conservative state. 
I think I think it's already been decided. Honestly, it's been written. <laughs> Not my president. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on now, we'll talk about who we think the best coach in the college football playoff is. We all have our own talking points. Uh, I'll start first with Urban Meyer. First of all, he's, he's he already has championship pedigree with more than one team. He's won a bunch in Florida in spite of having Tim Tebow on his football team. I think that's impressive. Um, he brought a team now to the championship that lost seven players in the first round in last year's draft. Very tough to do, just from an X's and O's standpoint, to put the, a team together at this level of competition uh, to be where they are, given you know they had to tough out a lot of games against Michigan, Indiana, and a couple of different teams in the Big Ten. And they did end up losing to Penn State, but that was really the only trip up this season. Uh, he's got great command of the locker room. All the guys love him. Everybody in Columbus loves Urban Meyer. It's a well-disciplined team. You know, you haven't really heard about, you know, all these suspensions that are going on for all these bowl games. You haven't heard of anything going on for, you know, Alabama or Ohio State, and that just props to Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. You know, they're, uh, you know, they've been really successful coaches for years and years now. Uh, I expect them to probably be competing for it when it's all said and done, but Urban Meyer just all in all, complete football guy. Yeah. I mean, he left Florida due to medical conditions, and he got the job at Ohio State and decided to say F it. You know, he didn't care. He wanted to, you know, coach football for one of the premier places in college football. And, uh, you know, he took him from a really dark place as well. He's done a great job just uh, reviving the franchise. I'm going to go with Dabo. Uh, he took the uh, Tigers to a championship last year, came up a little short against a very good Alabama team. And, uh, I don't know, he's only he's also, what, three games in the last two years. He knows how to win. No championship pedigree, but I think he can get that team to pull through. Deshaun Watson's a damn stud. so He's also another guy that gets everyone to buy into him. Because yeah. after last year, you lose in the national championship game, so many things can go wrong. Every team you know, is trying to get at you. You have a huge target in your back in the ACC, winning the ACC two years in a row. So, I mean, you got to get props to yeah. make it basically to the same place they were last year. It's tough to do. Cool. I'm going to go with Nick Saban, uh, just the incumbent coach. Won four championships in seven seasons. And How many? Four championships Wait, in seven four seasons. Four championships? That's more than half. In Wait. the past seven seasons. Oh, my gosh. Is that Alabama's won championships? Have hey, they you... faced any sanctions? Are they? <laughs> if you look at the guy, he's a robot, too. And I think there's a potential movie opportunity if... There's some type of scenario where Nick Saban would sit back in time to stop the birth of a child <laughs> who, coincidentally, someone else went back in time to stop the robot from destroying the birth of the child, and then the robot ends up being good when they send another robot back, oh, and no. you can make, like, four or five movies off that. <laughs> yeah, that could, I think the, the first sequels... would be all right, and then after that it would be really yeah, shitty. I mean, people still see Transformers movies, so, like, that who, could be who something. Says, who, who does that? I don't know. Aren't they making another <laughs> Honestly, one? Honestly, is, is Nick Saban a Transformer? Something I would like a detailed report. I think that Nick Saban definitely sold his soul to the devil at some point. Yeah, to be so good for this long with so, no sanctions. Nick, if you're uh, listening to this, you know, just get in contact with me. Just tweet at the podcast, and we'll work. We'll work the movie deal. We'll start out. writing the script. I'd love to have a stiff scotch with you. Nick. Uh, I've yeah. got some great ideas for actors that I could play you. Um, in Jackie Chan <laughs> <laughs> comes to mind. Eddie Murphy would be my second choice. We'll see what Jackie does. Tom Selleck, maybe. Tom Selleck would be also a really good choice. Uh, I heard Barack Obama's not very busy these days, so. Nice. Um, I think uh, you could definitely make a point for Chris Peterson to be the coach of the year. 
Um, somebody was saying earlier they think that uh, well he he's obviously done the most with the least uh, Alabama and Ohio State. They've been there for a while. Clemson is now consistently getting recruits that previously were going to the SEC schools yeah, or they're recruiting powerhouses. Yeah, they're, Clemson's a recruiting powerhouse now, which you couldn't say before. And Alabama and Ohio State have been for the past like ten years. And uh, Washington just does not have that base at all. They're using a young quarterback, um, young Browning. Yep, young young Browning, and. Uh, they, one thing that I really think about their offense when you watch them play is they're efficient. They are fourth in points per game at 44.5, but they are 22nd in total yards. So usually uh, the yards and points would more correspond, but they are really uh, scoring every time they're in there. Their red zone efficiency is very high. Um, they're converting on third downs at over 45%. So. Just a very efficient offense, and their their defense is no slouch. Like we talk about Alabama's defense a lot, their defense is in top ten in points per game and yards against. So they've really done a lot with uh, players that would not play in the SEC and were not recruited to be in these big conferences that uh, other than like the Pac ten or Pac twelve. And he's another coach that's just really preached consistency throughout the whole year. I think they were like six or seven in the first AP poll in the preseason. Uh-huh. They were way up there. Huge expectations. Uh, you saw other teams, you know, wink, oh wink, cough, cough. Tennessee just fought and they fell apart. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to be a really good team this year. Um, you know, Washington was supposed to be good. They lived up to all their potential. Uh, they had that one slip up against USC who's turning out to be, you know, one of the hottest teams in the mm-hmm. country right now. Not a team I would want to play. Uh, at this point in time, sorry, Penn State. I'm excited um, for their bowl game. That's yeah, going to be fun. It's going to be good to watch because Penn State's also pretty hot. Yeah. But either way, Washington just doing a good job, you know, not overhyping themselves. And, mm-hmm. You know, staying sort of grounded. You know, one loss will do that for you. And just staying on track to get to where they should have been. The experts uh, usually make mistakes when it comes to teams like Washington. Yeah. They made it all the way through. Yep, everybody's counting them out. All right. So now we're going to move on from college football to the NFL, and what we have here is a uh, name drawing here. we got eight names and a hat. We're all going to take two, and we're all going to discuss why this player should be the most valuable player of the NFL. I hope I don't get Tom Brady. If I get Zeke, I'm trading you, okay? That's fine. <laughs> we pick them both out now? Yeah, take them both, and then I'll start with me. All right, here we go. Ryan's picking up his. We'll go ahead and grab two of them. I'm okay with uh, why do I get two? Everybody, Everybody gets, two. gets two. Ryan, you get two. I have three. Oh, we're doing two. Grab okay. them both. I'll take three. All right. No Tom Brady. Ugh. All right. What do we got here? Ooh, I got Zeke. It's destiny. I got Dak. No, and... I got Tom Brady. Oh no. I'm oh. skipping. I got Dak and Aaron Rodgers. I got Le'Veon and Matt Ryan. I have double D's. Uh, Derek Carr and Dave Johnson. Nice. All right, so I'll go ahead and start it with Tom Brady since I don't have to look any stats for this. I know for a fact that he only has two picks because Tyler's ingrained that into my freaking brain. Um, Tom's had a good season. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he might not be the MVP because he probably will be. Um, I think there are other people more deserving, like John mentioned last night at our poker game. Uh, Being the most valuable player doesn't just mean the most valuable player in the league. It also means the most valuable player for your team. And the New England Patriots... Went 3-1 and one without Tom Brady this year. Looked really good. Uh, the one year he missed the entire season, they went 11-5. and five. Didn't make the playoffs, but they still went 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of makes you wonder, is it Tom Brady or is it the system? Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer, but this year for the MVP, I think you could look elsewhere. 
but you definitely have a point to make Tom Brady. He's the odds-on winner right now for the MVP. I'll move on. Um, yeah, well, I'll go with Aaron Rodgers first to delay talking about Dak Prescott. Um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is just like, he means so much to that team. So in the, the value aspect to his team, uh, what would the Packers be without him? Like, they have, they're using a guy with a number in the 80s at running back, and they've had a lot of injuries this year, and they're just still fighting, and they could be in, a, in the playoffs. Um, I, I think he's played really well. He's in the top five in passing yards. Um, his passer rating is over 100, uh, and his passing percentage isn't 65%. He's had a really good year just leading that team. Um, on the lower side in yards per attempt, and that just shows their that shows from their lack of running game. They're having to do a lot of check down passes and stuff, and that shows how much more control and value he brings to to that offense. Uh, I I'll start with David Johnson. Uh, he's like the top fantasy player. Oh yeah, he's the only running back with two thousand yards from scrimmage right now, and I think he has like the most rushing touchdowns on the season too. And the Cardinals probably be winless without him. Yeah, he's honestly. been everything to that team. So, yeah, if you've ever watched a game with David Johnson, when he, like, runs routes, it's, like, scary. He plays receiver and running back. Yeah. If you've ever played but fantasy football against him, it's, it's like the terrible. guy you're playing against probably also two would slots. be, like, it's so half, of the, team, so half of the NFL team's number one receiver Yeah, yeah. if he played anywhere else. I mean, so the chances of him winning MVP are very slight since, like, the Cardinals yeah, won, like, six games. Good, yeah. yeah, But, yeah. honestly, he's probably the most complete player on offense, at least, in the National Football League. I'm going to go, well, mine's Le'Veon Bell. Nice. And um, he's missed three games this year. He is on 261 rushing attempts. He has 1,268 yards and seven touchdowns. And that's just on the, on the ground. Yeah, that's on yeah. the ground. I was trying to find his scrimmage yards. Would you say it was almost 2,000? He's uh, he's close to 2,000. He would have had 2,000 this week if he would have played. And what's really crazy about Le'Veon Bell, too, is he's, he sat out those first three games, yeah, and he's still second in rushing. And seven rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Also very impressive. Insane. And the game against the Bills, what, two weeks ago? Yep. And he's yeah. also 23rd in the league in receptions with 75 mm-hmm. catches this year for 616 yards. Yeah. So, yeah, he... I will guarantee in the next three years he'll probably have 100 rushing and 100 receiving. Or 1,000 rushing and 1,000 receiving. Well, the thing, too, is if you look at the Steelers this year, going off of what we were talking about earlier, the most valuable player for your team, the Steelers really struggled on offense uh, for two of those first three games. Mm -hmm. The first game, they were able to skate by okay. I think they had a lot of momentum going. A lot of juices pumping for Big Ben, A.B., you know, they had a good time in that first game. A lot but of juice. The second one, yeah, lots of juice. A lot lots of eyebrows raised, too. So, uh, yeah, second second game, though, they played Cincinnati. Uh, wasn't as great. It was a really ugly game, actually. It was monsoon season in Pittsburgh. A uh, ton of rain against the Bengals. It was a tough one. Uh, D'Angelo Williams did what he could. You know, D'Angelo Williams really helps offset Le'Veon Bell leaving. Um, but the third game against Philadelphia, it was really evident. There was no run game at all. They got smacked by Philly somehow. That game still kind of just, you know, baffles me when I like go back and look at the scores. But uh, his loss was evident there. And uh, like everybody said, his stats are through the roof. And if he would have played all 16 games, he would be ahead of Zeke in rushing. And uh, he'd be ahead of uh, David Johnson in total yards. So you can't play the what-if game with the MVP, but he definitely deserves consideration. Yeah, um, my other guy was Dak Prescott. I, you... 
can make an argument for him, but he's not going to win. No, really. he's not going to win. He's not going to. But, but you, you have to put him in the conversation based on, like, the circumstances he came into yeah. and what that team could have become. 12 to where they are now. Yeah. Like, so many teams, if they lose their starting quarterback, that season just gets thrown in the trash. And theirs has, like, skyrocketed to anything. You could never ask Tony Romo to have the kind of season that they're having right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think Tony Romo could have done this, so... Um, but I think that says a lot about him coming in as a rookie and everything he's done. I think uh, you'd I would want Dak Prescott for more of rookie of the year this year, but yeah, very minus, um, uh, minuscule turnovers too. Yeah, he has only four exactly four interceptions. Uh, he's he's been sacked twenty five times. It's a relatively low number. Uh, averaging eight yards per attempt, about medium. Pretty good. Speaking of sacks, you see that stat that Robert Griffin and Kirk Cousins have been sacked the same amount of times? Yes. Something like like 450 fewer attempts. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Good God. Poor RG3. Um, I, I really do feel bad. We'll talk about the Browns. Yeah. My other one's Derek Carr, who's probably the front runner before this week. But, I mean, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions. Like, the play speaks for itself. When you just look at the Raiders, someone, like a team that's turned around from, like, in three years, basically, to being a super complete team. Mm-hmm. And a Super Bowl contender. Position. Super Bowl contender with him in. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think he's still definitely in the MVP discussion, but mm-hmm. it just it really stinks that he broke his tibula or whatever. And then, honestly, the Raiders are like in like a really tough situation this offseason because they have to sign Derek Carr and uh, Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll probably cut loose Michael Crabtree or something. Yeah, they'll have to do something. Either way, yeah, I agree with your point, Will. He was my pick for MVP until this past weekend. I'm going to have to reevaluate that now. But, uh, you know, just the way he turned around the franchise, and I think you're going to see even more so why he should be MVP when you see Matt McGloin line up and play in the uh, first game of the playoffs. Not saying Matt McGloin is bad, but he's not Derek Carr. No. My second one was Matt Ryan, and he leads the NFL with 4,613 4, uh, passing yards, 34 touchdowns, 7 INTs. Big thing that stood out to me was his last three games without Julio. He threw for 237 and three touchdowns, 286 and two touchdowns, and 277 and two touchdowns. It just all wins? Yes. Nice. And it just, to me, he just torches any defense. It doesn't matter Matty what his is. weapons are. He's just having an outstanding season. Playing well, yeah. I don't. I. I mean, I don't think I've watched the Falcons play more than maybe once this year. I've seen the Falcons play way too much because uh, Devontae Freeman. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm mainly rooting for him not to throw. But they've been a very efficient team on offense. So he spreads the ball around really well. Mohamed mm-hmm. Sanu had a good year. Um, and then after, like, they, all the injuries they faced at wide receiver towards the end of the season, they're spreading the ball around yeah. really well still. They made Taylor Gabriel relevant in yeah. fantasy football. Yeah. That's something. He's, <laughs> yeah, who is that coming into this season? He used to play for the Browns for some context. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never heard of him before yeah. this year. Matt Ryan, he might be my next pick. Um, my last guy, though, to wrap this all up, I have young Ezekiel Elliott. Young Zeke. Uh, 22 years old, coming out of the uh, Columbus, Ohio, prestigious college of Ohio State. <laughs> I got tongue-tied there for a second. But either way, Ezekiel Elliott basically doesn't have to play the what-if game that Le'Veon you know, uh, fans want. Uh, he has 1,600 yards this season on the ground, which leads the entire NFL by a big cushion. Uh, I think he has like a 400-yard cushion on Le'Veon Bell. And uh, his yards per attempt over five this season for a rookie is just unheard of. 14 or uh, 15 touchdowns, excuse me, is just absurd. 
that is only rivaled by LeGarrette Blunt somehow and David Johnson. Um, I think LeGarrette Blunt just falls into the end zone, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, Ezekiel Elliott making it even more impressive is more than likely going to be second all time in most rush yards by a rookie falling in the footsteps of Eric Dickerson. Yeah, he's not getting like 180 yeah. yards. This he's week not even going to start this weekend, probably. Yeah. So Zeke had a fantastic season. Uh, I enjoyed the ride a lot more than I probably should have having him on my fantasy team. <laughs> he was great to have. Not quite the pass catcher than I would have expected in the NFL. Great, great, uh, you know, blocker when he needs to take assignments. You know, he's able to take guys head on all the time. But uh, not a lot of pass catches gone his way. A lot of that, I guess, falls on Lance Dunbar and Dak Prescott. You know, yeah. having other options down the field with Dez and uh, what's the other guy's name? Cole Williams. Beasley. Cole Beasley. Yeah, Williams. Cole Beasley, the the scrappy gym rat. Mm-hmm. And Jason Witten that won't go away. Yeah, he's the ageless wonder. I would like to see the NFL played more like a fantasy football keeper league where you get to keep one or two players and, and then, then everyone else has to get drafted. Yeah, and you just that redraft be, the whole team. That would be nuts. That would be interesting. It'd be great for jersey sales. Yeah. I don't even know what the Steelers would end up doing if they could only keep two people. They would keep Le'Veon. We'd keep Le'Veon and A.B. probably. AB, yeah. We'd have to let Ben go. How yeah. awkward would that be? Yeah. Not that we awkward. Would, we would keep, what would you guys do? We would keep Kirk and uh, – actually, no, we'd probably keep Josh Norman and Jordan Reed. Yeah. They, I feel like we don't really, we still don't love Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we don't. There's the no media definitely doesn't Reed like him as much. I would keep, keep Trent Williams. Williams. Oh, Trent, yeah. Trent Bye Williams and Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman's got to stay. He's oh helped God. us for a little bit of defense that we have. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, you're all Redskins fans. <laughs> I forgot what it was for a second. All right, so next up, we just had our MVPs. We got the team that's not in the playoffs right now or will be this season. Best chance to win the Super Bowl next year. Mm. I'll lead us off. I'm going to go with... Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I really yeah. just loved me some Jameis Winston this year. He made me nervous a lot as James a fantasy James. owner, just throwing the ball all over Kingdom Come. But, uh, you know, I like the offense oh. under Dirk Cutter. If they can figure out their running back situation and maybe get a wide receiver number two to help out Mike Evans. Because eventually you're going to start getting double teamed. Mm. It happened to A.B. a lot this season. Uh, he was able to fight through it, but he didn't have 130 catches like he did the last Josh two Josh Lowe's getting double teamed. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, teams not in the playoffs that could win the Super Bowl next year. I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, Mariota's on the come up. Uh, their running game has really came together with DeMarco Murray, and I think they'll increase their usage of uh, Derrick Henry next year even more. He came on and a lot Matthews at the end of the year. really coming to his end this year, too. Yeah, and of course Delaney Walker had another great beast. season. He's a beast. So they're a team that's really coming together. Uh, Arakpo, thanks for leaving and doing something there. It's really awesome. Seems like an well, it's because they have Dick LeBeau. typical Redskins. Dick LeBeau's their defensive Yeah, no, it's, it's it has more to do with people just do better when they leave the Redskins. <laughs> so um, their defense has improved also. I, I think the Titans could make some noise next year. If I had to go to the team, I'd say probably the Cardinals. I think everybody was surprised this year by yeah. just, like, what happened. And I think, you know, uh, Tyron Matthew being out most of the season, like, really hurt them. But honestly, like, Carson Palmer kind of had some injury issues. But that team should have done a lot They need better. to find a better long-term approach at quarterback. I think a lot of it hinges on that. And they're going to have to find somebody to fill Larry's shoes as well. Also, the Cardinals should consider an Arizona <laughs> T sponsorship. I'm drinking an Arnold Palmer right now. Nice. R.I.P. R.I.P. Another good one lost this year. Arnold Palmer, if you want to throw me some uh, sponsorship money, you know, just let me know. 
He's going to go with the Broncos. Or, yeah. Yeah, the Broncos. the Broncos. Because, well... I mean, they're, they're not missing that many pieces. I don't know. What I think they just missing. got screwed over yeah. by their schedule this year. They had a really hard schedule. Yeah. I hate running back committees, though. I True. don't like those either. That's I'm why a, I hate Cincinnati. I'm still not a huge fan of Trevor Simeon yet. But. I mean, yeah, Trevor I, Simeon is not worse than Peyton Manning. I really, think, I really think the Broncos are going to go after Romo. Oh, I agree. And if they do, that's like... That's an instant, instant, instant Super Bowl. Because you can not favorite, but like yeah. maybe one of the top five teams for the Super Bowl. He can sling that thing. I hate him. Yeah, so much. You can say can what you want though about like Denver, you know, dropping off from last year, but also the Oakland Raiders came into their own this year and uh-huh. kind of hosed them. Same with the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, the Chargers, you know, are not a bad. Became team. a very tough for some division. Reason, Chargers are just like Russian roulette. Like I don't know, they're a good, they're, they're a good solid team. I really feel bad for Philip Rivers sometimes, but yeah. I think the Broncos next year get an easier draw. They will be back in the playoffs. Von Miller, uh, Demarcus Ware might not be back. You know, he's in a contract year, but other than that, they're secondary with a King Washington and Chris Harris Jr. Dude, Chris Rogue. Harris Jr. is so good. They're all really good. He's been like the most underrated player, or like one of the most underrated players in the mm-hmm. NFL for so long now. So, I mean, I think, corner. I think Denver probably has the most realistic opportunity. And I just wanted to add a Tampa Bay's defense is really coming to its own. Uh, Jerome McCoy anchoring that defense right up there in the middle. Uh, you know they held Dallas to you know lower points than they're used to. They played a really low scoring game the first time they played New Orleans, which is unusual. Yeah, and uh, I forget who else they played, but they also held them down to under twenty points. So it was a decent team. It was Seattle. They beat Seattle this year too. Vernon Hargraves was pretty disappointing. I thought. Yeah, you'd love you like to see more rookie like cornerbacks are tough. Yeah, yeah, they get it's, it's probably the hardest yeah. position. Yeah, because you, you, you can get number one yeah. guys week in and week out. Yep. He's got to face twice, like, yeah. All right, so now that fantasy football is over, it's never too early to start (laughs) talking about next season. So, and also, I was the champion of our fantasy football league. We actually had three of our four, we had three of our four members in the playoffs from Gritty Sports this season. Playoffs? Not Tyler. Not Tyler. Tyler was not in it. But even, uh, even, even John like came death. in as the two seed. Ryan squeaked in as a wild card. So we were all in it. We were all a part of I it. I was the two seed. Yeah, even our, you were the you, two seed? I, was the I didn't yeah, squeak in. I won and I was in. Even our guest, Will, was. Well, I mean, the I was arguably the, the best team. And squeak. Arguably. You, didn't, you don't like my verbiage? No. Squeaking? Squeaking You're not a squeaky guy? No. You definitely squeaked in. No, I did not. If anything, Josh squeaked in. I did not squeak My team was solid. Josh was a squeaker. We'll let the fans decide. Put up 200 points championship week. Shout out, Will. My bench put up like 150. (laughs) No big deal. All right, so for best fantasy options, this can be a mix of who you think is going to be the best quarterback or maybe some hot takes of like up-and-comers that you saw good things from this year and you think they're really going to ball out next year. Uh, Starting at quarterback, I'm just going to go with James Crablegs Winston. I think he is going to just ball out next season. I'm predicting a top five fantasy season at the quarterback position for James Winston. It's a hot take. Yeah. Um, I would really like going off with uh, talking about the Titans earlier. Mariota, again, I think he's really came into his own this year. And especially in our league, I don't know how you guys score your leagues, but six points for rushing touchdowns. Mariota brings that threat of the uh, the extra rushing touchdown. We only do four for passing, so uh, he brings that added value and the potential rushing yards. Uh, he had, what, that 70-yard run earlier this year that can swing a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. 
I think Cam's going to bounce back. I think you can Cam, see Carolina's one of those teams that's, like, slated to go after Mike Williams, which if you, like, watched mm-hmm. Carolina on all this season, like, Ted Ginn dropped every ball. What does he have? He has dicks for hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin played horrible, too, which I think they could really benefit from Mike. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by that. I think Kelvin Benjamin will have a bounce-back season next year. I yeah, think he's a good player. If they had Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Williams, that'd be two huge threats. Kind of like that Denver Broncos, like Twin Towers type deal, you know. And I'm just gonna, Big boys. I'm gonna <laughs> say Kirk Cousins. He's no, I was thinking about Kirk Cousins. Thinking that's about a you. good, that's hey, a good choice. If Jordan Reed's healthy, he offend, like, yeah. he's shown he has a little bit of a threat in the red zone running the ball the past few weeks with some rushing touchdowns. I think he has like five or six this year, Who's which is, Mike which is impressive. Him. But yeah, he <laughs> and he doesn't incomplete a lot of passes. He does have a little turnover issue, but. All the good ones have them, right? I hate people talking about the Redskins having a bad red zone percentage when, like, literally our only red zone threat, Jordan Reed, is consistently injured. Like, if you watched any of the games last season, like the Eagles game or, like, any, like the Bills game, literally every pass in the red zone went to Jordan Reed and he just the, caught it and just... Tampa Bay game. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, Josh Doxson, I think he will be a big red zone threat for us next year when he's back. He's a receiver that goes up and gets it. Um... I know that they fell in love with that end zone fade at the beginning of the season. We ran that every single time we were in the red zone, and it never, ever worked. But uh, if you watch Josh Doxson's highlight tape, that's literally all you see. So I think getting him back next year could help Kirk Cousins' red zone numbers. Hail to Kirk. And he, they have him at, he was fourth in scoring last year. I could see him staying right in the one to five range. <laughs> All right, so real quick uh, gut check call here, guys. On your draft board, if three uh, these three guys are available between Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, and Derek Carr, who are you taking? Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan. I'm getting deja vu. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've done this before. No, uh, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. I love all of his weapons um, and Julio. Julio can have Julio. 200 yards on his end. Yeah. So. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Because both of you said Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'll say Derek Carr as well. Um, <laughs> Amari Cooper, he's a beast. Uh, they're eventually going to find a tight end that's actually worth a damn in Oakland. Maybe they draft Jake yeah. Butt and figure it out. But, uh, butt in Oakland, that would be, but that would be huge. Butt to Oakland. AC, DC, and butt. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Could work. All right. <laughs> so next up, we got running backs. Uh, the only thing I really put down for this is look out for Melvin Gordon this season for a hot takes. I think he's going to be a top sure, Adam running would agree back with you. this season. Uh, the San Diego offense has proven year in and year out that they can be efficient regardless of who's on the field. Yeah. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon this year is really close to 1,000 rushing yards. Let me check and see what number he finished in, in NFL fantasy. Uh, he actually finished, this isn't that much of a hot take, he finished in uh, eighth place in uh, scoring this season for our league. We don't have standard scoring, but... Uh, Melvin Gordon did a great job, and he also had 41 catches. So I think Melvin Gordon could potentially be a late number one, maybe an early number two pick next year. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would say he would be my number one running back choice, but a guy I think will rise the most next year in the draft will be Jordan Howard for the Bears. He's had a really, really strong season. Uh, What were you going to say him, Will? Uh, He was on my team. I need to pick him up right away. Yeah, he had a great season up. He was in the top ten in rushing yards, had six touchdowns, and a very little passing attack in Chicago with all of their quarterback injuries. So with a steady passing game, he could, his numbers <laughs> could Barkley. go up. Yeah, Matt Barkley. Ugh, five picks. Thank you. 
<laughs> John, you got anybody in the running back department? Yeah. Um, Carl, I liked Carlos Hyde this year. I had him. And yeah. When he was healthy, he really played well. He did. They have no other offensive weapon at all. Yeah. <laughs> cannot trust that psycho man that is Colin Kaepernick to throw the ball. Yeah. So hand it off to Carlos Hyde. Let him be your workhorse and get things done when he's healthy and when he's not. Well, they suck anyway, so it really yeah, doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. I'm yeah. interested to see what happens to Ty Montgomery, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, like, he played really well. Like, mm-hmm. And Eddie Lacy's in a contract here this season, too, so we'll, we'll see done. what ends up happening. Bye, yeah. Eddie. Well, I think he'll actually stay because he won't demand very much money. Yeah. He's I agree. Be a one, two-year deal, but yeah, he's really fat. Cheeseburger ready. He needs to stop eating cheeseburgers. You think there's any chance that Le'Veon Bell would leave really the Steelers? Because he's a contract year, right? We're going to franchise tag him. Right. Um, but other than that, uh, a couple of rookies to look out for, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. A lot of people are scared to take rookie running backs this year. I think you can prove to say the formula that it's going to be Trubisky. okay. No. Give him some weapons and he will torch anybody. I, I'm not uh, about rookie quarterbacks at yeah. all. I think so, I think um Leonard Fournette put, Leonard Fournette Keep put in the up. right environment could have a good year. He's a he's just a power back, like strong back. He can already do everything. Mm-hmm. He's like the most NFL ready player. I think we've seen in a while. He looked NFL ready when he came in like freshman year. Yep. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a man. All right, next up we got wide receivers. Uh, Just a PSA for everyone that Martavis Bryant will be playing football again next season, and he will be a top 15 wide receiver in the league. A very touchdown-dependent guy, but I don't know who had Martavis Bryant in our league last year, but uh, put up great numbers. He was, you know, one of Big Ben's favorite targets to throw to. Um, You know, really crafty wide receiver, but also... Um, Michael Thomas next year is going to be a force in the NFL. Just calling it out now. I know he plays in a really crappy division with crappy defenses, he's, he's but really he's going to be Drew Brees' favorite target next year over Brandon Cooks. Year, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the balance kind of tipped toward the end mm-hmm. of the year. Um, one receiver, I know it's a uh, homer pick, but Jamison Crowder, I think he could have a breakout year next year because we're going to lose Deshaun or Pierre most likely. I think probably Deshaun Jackson, which would open up the top for um, Jameson Crowder to be our number one deep threat. Uh, he had 800 yards this year on just uh, 60 catches and seven touchdowns. So no uh, no slots this season this year, but I think he could really break out next year and be a top 10 wide receiver. I think Sammy Watkins will have a bounce back year if he stays healthy. Yeah. That's like my good prediction week. every year. How about Doug good week Baldwin? Last week. What, where, where, where do we stand on Doug Baldwin? I don't ever know. I don't do know. Is he him? good? Is, I don't even know if he's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> still. Good? Like, he had a, what? He was probably a top 10 fantasy receiver this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eight in our league. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know if he's good. I don't get it. I feel like he wouldn't be good anywhere else. I mean, he might be good at, like, the Patriots. Like, I feel like he's, like, a system wide receiver if that yeah, exists. Yeah, true. I think you know? like, I don't get it. I mean, like, Wes Welker. Yeah. Bounce back you. Who? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a contract year, isn't he? Wes Welker is a good analogy for Doug Baldwin, I think. But yeah, except Doug Baldwin doesn't, like, play a ton of slot, though. That's but he finished but eighth I, in the scoring for wide receivers. That's the thing. Yeah. He had 92 know. catches for 1,084 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, that, that's, that's wide receiver one territory. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I, that's certainly interesting. T.Y. Hilton's also up there. I don't know how. He doesn't do anything. He had, he, he so really targets. benefited from Moncrief being out a large portion of the season. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then you have the conundrum of the Broncos. So I'll go ahead and ask this. Would you rather have Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders on your team? I had Demarius yeah. Thomas, and I wished I had Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Demarius yeah. Thomas is dicks for hands. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. shit. Like a dick on it. each finger or just a giant dick? No, just like hand. each hand is one dick. Okay. <laughs> like chopsticking <laughs> the ball. <laughs> Yeah. I was imagining like five little mushroom caps on the other oh, side. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. What do you think? Yeah, I would, I'm taking Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Demarius, I've seen him drop way too many. Just the thing. The thing is, <laughs> like with these two catchy. guys, is I I feel like Demarius's floor is more consistent, but his ceiling is just not at all worth it. Yeah, like, compares to Emmanuel Sanders because I've seen. You know, shout out to James, I guess, for getting to the championship somehow. Yeah. He almost missed the playoffs and then made it to the championship. Um, but Demarius Thomas will always get his, but Emmanuel Sanders is that 30-point bomb that you'll need waiting to happen. Yep. Yeah, Demarius Thomas will never get that. Nope. Right. Maybe, like, three years ago. Uh, next up, we got tight ends. And uh, for tight ends, I didn't really put down top performer because... It's really a, a crapshoot when it comes to tight ends, usually. Um, I had Cameron Bright down. I think yeah, yeah. he's one of the uh, premier targets for Jameis now. I also have Hunter Henry. He's going to dethrone Antonio Gates at yeah. some point, and Phillip Rivers loves him a tight end. So I think yeah. that he's going to be really worth it. And even this year, Hunter Henry was in the top 20 of tight ends. Seven touchdowns. Catches, seven touchdowns, 435 yards. He's going to be a lot better next year. Yeah, um, I really like Cameron Bray going into next year. I've heard that just their chemistry between him and Jameis is just, like, amazing. And he's a really good, smart player. And tight end's position where you need to be smart, you need to find little holes to just sit in on the defense, and he does that very well. I think it's, like, the best rookie tight end class that, like, I've ever seen. So I'd be really interested in all the rookie tight ends to see where they go. Bucky. Bucky. Just say it. Bucky, <laughs> Bucky, Bucky and Butt. I, um, yeah, Bucky and Butt. Howard's the number one tight end right now, I think. Is yeah, he? he is, yeah. I look to see Gary Barnage back, bounce back, maybe. Gary. Because he <laughs> shit like the bed for me this year. He I didn't mean, do anything. So bad. Well, it's only because, uh, doesn't McCown love Gary Barnage? He does, yeah. It was only McCown yeah. playing. I think, actually, in the two games McCown played, Gary Barnage actually played pretty well. Because he, he finished in the top 30 in scoring with 50 catches and uh, 572 yards. The only kicker is he only had one touchdown. Yeah. All right. He was on the bench when he scored it. Yeah, Last thing about tight ends, when is the appropriate round to think about drafting Jimmy Graham? <laughs> because I, this, I feel like this is the most confusing part for people. Because they see Jimmy Graham as, like, the fourth or fifth best tight end. They're like, all right, I'm taking him in, like, the third round. Then you get just totally screwed up about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like Jimmy Graham personally. Like, I you don't take... like, like, him, like, himself? or like? <laughs> no, I don't like picking looks. him. Ugh. I don't like picking him because I picked him once and it didn't work out well, so I'm scarred You don't have a Jimmy good track Graham. record with tight ends. No, I don't. Gronk this year, Jimmy Graham, like, two years ago. Oh, well. He'll definitely be higher than... Three or four, I think, because Gronk will be number one again. Well, you got Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, Delaney Walker, and then Jimmy Graham, probably. I think Jimmy Graham's definitely above Delaney Walker because he scored more points, I bet. He did. He beat well, him Nathan, by five Nathan points, Nathan took Jordan Reed as, like, the second tight end off the Oh, floor. yeah, Jordan, I mean, Jordan Reed is still one of the more talented players. He's just got injury problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I... I I don't like picking tight ends that early because I think there's so what, many. What round would you say is appropriate? Like five or six? I was going to say I was, four. Yeah, I'd uh, say five. I would say five. Or if tight ends really start flying off the board, I mean, you got to feel your like your league out. 
If they start flying off the board, maybe four, but I wouldn't, like, kill yourself to, you know, get a good tight end. Yeah. Because you can always trade, like, if you if you draft, like, four good running backs, like, decently early, you could trade a good running back for a tight end and someone else. And the thing also people need to realize, like, when you put together the entire algorithm, basically, of winning fantasy football, you only really need ten points from a tight end to win most weeks. So you don't mm-hmm. have to go out there and get Travis Kelsey in the second or third round yeah. if you don't want to. You can wait a little bit and pick up Dennis Pitter, Zach Hertz, or... I survived know, with Rudolph. Eric Ebron, yeah. Rudolph off the waiver wire. I survived and, with And Rudolph Gary was Barnage. fifth in scoring this year. <laughs> Young yep. Barnage. I picked him up when Gronk went down, and he, he did fine. So, I mean... And now moving on to the top rookies, because obviously this season we had a bunch of rookies that made a splash. Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott changed people's fantasy years. Um, the number one that I've marked down are wide receivers. They, you know, tend to be able to get into an offense quickly. I think Mike Williams, he's in that 7-13 to 13 range, which includes the Cardinals, the Bills, the Colts, the Eagles, and the Chargers. I think he would excel in all of those offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like know, to see him on the Chargers. Especially the Cardinals or the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd play really well. Even for the Eagles, too, with Carson Wentz needing a target over mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Jordan Matthews won't cut it what, forever. What are, his hands remind me of something. What is it? Uh, penises. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> Male genitalia. But either way, uh, closing thing on fantasy football, uh, I really enjoy every year that you know you get this weird love-hate relationship with your players. You always remember who you have. Mm-hmm. You never forget. You get kind like of homoerotic about things with your players. You know, if you have a really good player. I think that's more you. Uh, I'm not the only one. I know James and DJ had a couple that's of sessions. That's true. So I'm just adding that in there. Fantasy football is a real bitch, but I can't stop playing it. Yeah, it's addicting. Okay, so we're going to go ahead now and do our gritty players of the week. Um, John, you got your gritty player? Yeah, uh, Justin Jackson. He has been carrying the Tar Heels with a injured team. We have uh, Joel Berry's been battling an ankle injury, and Theo Pinson hasn't played all year. And Justin Jackson has came in, I think he has five... 525-plus-point uh, games in the last, like, eight games. So he's played very well. Just keep it up. We get healthy and let's make a run at this ring. I'm going to go with John Wall and his almost triple-double. Uh, he had 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Um, I really wanted him to get that last assist. I saw they were talking about it at the last, like, timeout, um, like, under two minutes that they took. Uh, he passed out. He had... Ubre in the corner, and he totally could have got him, but he just took the layup. You know, he had to score the points. But I'll give I'll give John credit. I'll give it Jeff Carter. Young man's turned up this week. He had uh... <laughs> shout out to Will's fantasy hockey team. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Carter. Three games played, five goals, five points. Nice. Two power play goals, I think. Dude's turned up. All right. Uh, for me, I had him, and now I'm drawing a blank. Who was I, I bet it's not a pit player. <laughs> no, it was, it was 100% not a pit player. Make it the Arkansas. Oh, it was uh, Andrew McCutcheon is my gritty player of the week because, Aww. you know, through that's all this cute. stuff that's been going on, he hasn't went out and, like, thrown shit anywhere in the media at all. Like, he hasn't been out, you know, I'm upset that I'm being traded around. I'm that's upset I'm not valued. Yeah. He's just a guy that's been keeping his, uh, you know, mouth shut. He keeps posting the emoji with the zipper over his mouth when he goes to training photos. Mm-hmm. So he's really dedicated to his team. I think he's overjoyed to be staying in Pittsburgh. I am as well. I didn't want to see him play for Washington at all. That would have sucked for me. Uh, so Andrew McCutcheon for Gritty Player. Let's get this thing started here, and then we'll have our Gritty Tracks. 
and then our shout out. So, Liberty Bowl, Georgia versus TCU. Who is the winner here, boys? Who, who, wait, what were the teams again? Georgia versus TCU. I think I picked TCU, and I'm definitely going with TCU in case any of you read the story about uh, their player uh, uh, who is now a Rhodes Scholar on ESPN. Really good article. I'm going with TCU. I'm going with TCU as well. Kenny Hill. I'll go with Georgia. I'm going with Georgia. I don't like the Big 12. Nick Chubb. Chubb, Chubb. Chubb squad. Isn't he not playing? I have no idea. I think we already looked it up that he wasn't playing. I think he is playing. I think he'll be there on the sideline will be enough to push him. Sony Michaels. Just emotionally. Sony Michaels definitely playing. All right, next up, Stanford versus North Carolina. No McCaffrey. I'm going with UNC because John's my boy. And no McCaffrey. Weedem, Weedem and McCaffrey abandoned his team. So yep. that shows lack of, lack of leadership in the locker room. Stanford's on the downfall. <laughs> Recruits, <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't go to Stanford. Stanford's you, on the uh, come down. Go to Shepard. JMU. You know my answer. <laughs> Will UNC or Stanford? Uh, I, I pick Stanford on the pick em. I might change it, though, but... After seeing Tech play today, I don't know. The ACC Coastal is just trash. Yeah. It's all trash. I'm, I'm yeah. selling ACC Coastal stock. As fast <laughs> selling. as I can. Unless they get more Deshaun's. Then use to buy more Deshaun's. <laughs> all right, I'm taking UNC just because of McCaffrey. Uh, Ronda Rousey fights for the first time in a long time. Does she win her first fight back? No. Yes. First round KO. Wow. I'm going to say she loses in a heartbreak fashion and never never fights again. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. She's already made plenty of money. Yeah, she's fine. Will, Rousey, first fight back, winner or loser? Uh, I saw that, um, I, I saw the promo for it, and, like, she's fighting the bantamweight champion, right? So, I don't know. I think coming from, like, a lower weight class and then Ronda Rousey, like, needs this to, like, really even get back into, like, oh, she loses spotlight and all. I, I really have Ronda Rousey here just because that's what I want to happen. And also, the other girl just looked weird. She looked like a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, not, not, a, not a thing. Not a thing. Get, get a better hair. Yeah, pick them like you see them <laughs> all the time. All right. Uh, comes up in conversation between John and I more than I'm comfortable with. But <laughs> Billy Joel or Elton John? Elton, Elton John. John. I'm going Billy Joel. I like a few Elton John songs, but like "Strangers" is a great album. It is. So I'll go <laughs> Billy Joel. Yep. I'll, um, I'll I'll put it divided here. Yep. Billy Joel as well. This is partially. Um, this weekend, from Stranger, do the Redskins get into the playoffs and beat the Giants? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I say yes. Well, I guess they need. Do they, uh, if they win, they're in. Is that how yes. it works? Yep. One hundred percent. Unless there's a tie. Unless there's a tie. If you yeah, guys tie, then the Buccaneers get in or something. If, there, if there's a tie, we're driving to Green no, Bay. No, if there's a tie, then Green Bay and Detroit both right. get in. Can somebody look up Tampa Bay's uh, playoff scenario they, while I figure out? They have a .0016% chance, and we put together a list of things that are more probable, but still <laughs> unpro- or improbable than that happening. First, Tyler coming to a podcast on a regular basis. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler and his apathy. Um, Adam beating John Harrell in 2K. I don't think that'll ever happen. No, never, never, ever happen. Uh, the Bills winning a Super Bowl in the next 20 years. No. Not going to happen. Uh, Kanye making up with Taylor Swift. Never, ever going to happen. I hate both of them. He made her famous. He did? <laughs> Why wouldn't she be grateful? Uh, the Phillies running a legitimate baseball franchise. <laughs> 
<laughs> or and the Flyers playing legitimate hockey. Yes. <laughs> um, Tom Brady plays fair again. No, never. And Le'Veon passes his off-season drug test. No. And the Nationals signing a closer. And never gonna happen. Ernie Grunfeld being a <laughs> good, fired. Good GM. Truth. Hashtag fire Ernie. <laughs> All right. So with the playoffs coming up, who is your AFC favorite? Uh, this hurts. I don't want to. Don't make us say it. Yeah. Can we move don't on? make us say it. I'm saying the Steelers. Okay. okay yeah. Me, that, yeah. That's me good. too. That's me good. Too. Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, NFC favorite. Don't make me say it. No. I, honestly, you don't have to I'm gonna. I honestly, my favorite is the Falcons. I like what the Falcons are doing right now. With the thing and Julio back. Young Falcons. Young yeah, Falcons. I, young yeah, birds. Their offense is great, but I just, I just like... They have the Atlanta, uh, Gucci Mane, 2 Chains. all of those guys are doing really well right now. Yeah, true. Atlanta's, true. Atlanta's on the come up. Quavo, yep. Migos. They have a show called Atlanta. Atlanta. Show. Yeah, I think uh, Atlanta's on the come up. You know, I'm going to say the Redskins, because I'm buying stuff. <laughs> yes. And Deshaun's. So. Deshaun's. We have a Deshaun. <laughs> I'm going to take the Packers. I really like the cut of Aaron Rodgers' jib right now. He's playing great football. Uh, you know, he was in the MVP day. discussion. I, the Packers are just really rolling right now, and they're getting healthy on defense. They've been there before. Mike McCarthy knows how to win. They get to go to Lambeau. John is field. drawing dicks on a piece of paper. Okay, anybody? Are they? What a visual aid. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I hope the Packers do win the Super Bowl, so we can say we beat the Super Bowl champs in a right. prime time game. So, so there you go. I'm taking the Packers. Uh, college football playoff picks. First one: Ohio State or Clemson? Ohio State. Clemson. Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, Alabama or Washington? Bama. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. I'm taking Washington. I'm gonna shock the world. Shock the world. I'm I'm with you, Husky Nation, and I like your dogs. They're cool. <laughs> pick them in the bull. Pick them. They can Josh. sled. <laughs> I mean, everybody else is taking Alabama. And I gotta make up ground. Yep. I, I gotta do it somewhere. Make up a lot of ground. Uh, Nebraska versus Tennessee. Uh, I think I went with Nebraska. Yeah, I went Tennessee with Tennessee. Sucks. Just fell off. I went there. with Tennessee only because I think the Big Ten's hashtag fake. <laughs> We all know that. That's well documented. But the record shows that Will is being redundant. All right, next up, uh, or I'm taking uh, Nebraska. Next up, Michigan versus Florida State. Oh, I chose Michigan, but, like, I'm buying stock in Florida State. Um, I think they're good. I'm going to go with Florida State because shout-out to our new hosting website that this podcast will appear on, Pretty Good Sports. A friend of the site is we're a. To them though, we don't have good sports. No, we're not. We're just pretty we bad podcast. We don't belong on it. They're pretty I'm, good. I'm we're a pretty bad. bad. Love sports. So, um, but uh, there's an offensive lineman for Florida State that is a friend of the website. So, go Knowles. Sorry, Michigan State or Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Florida State. I'm yep, going I'm going with the tomahawk chop. Uh, I just think Michigan's going to be really bummed out that they're not playing in the college football playoff. Yeah, they don't care about this. Yeah. Game. Honestly, yeah, but their coach is Jim Harbaugh. So yeah, football. Yeah. If anybody can get you riled up. It's Jim Harbaugh or coach. Jim Harbaugh still lost to or the Mike Houston in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, next up, LSU versus Louisville. This matchup, I was going Louisville, but now that Fournette's not playing, it's tough for me because Louisville mm-hmm. is fake good. Yeah, Louisville is fake good, and I like Coach O, football guy. I think I'm going to LSU. I'm going to LSU because like Fournette hasn't been playing a lot this year, and they still yeah, been they're still good. Yeah. I'm going Louisville. I'm gonna pick LSU. Also, I think Lamar Jackson. Go Tigers! He's already won the Heisman. You yeah. know. Like, once you won the Heisman, like, I feel like G-E-A-U-X. 
Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. All right, uh, we got Western Michigan and the Broncos, the uh, winner out of the non-Power 5, and they're playing the Wisconsin Badgers. I am going Wisconsin. with uh, Western Michigan. Ooh. And ki- I like the, the, ca- the boys from Kalamazoo. I, oh, I think they're the real deal, and I think they're pissed off that the highest ranking they got this year is, what, are they 20 right now? They're undefeated in their 20. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm gonna do the same. Western Michigan. I go. want them to win, but I'm gonna choose Wisconsin, even though I think the Big Ten is hashtag fake. <laughs> yeah, John. I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. All right, USC versus Penn State in the Rose Bowl. That's gonna be fun. USC. Penn State. <laughs> I'm gonna go Penn State. I'm taking. We are not Penn State. No, not taking them ever. I'm taking USC. Yeah, I'm going with USC. The University the of Spoiled Children. And they're playing in Pasadena, California. That's yeah. a home game for USC. Yeah, um, so Auburn versus Oklahoma for the Sugar Bowl. I took Auburn because I don't like the Big Twelve. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. And Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is super hyped. Yeah. Both Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield is really hyped. And, Oklahoma. And D.D. Westbrook. Oh, D.D. D.D.'s lit. He is. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag lit and doesn't great have name. dicks for what's hands. A game, what's a game? Great name. Hands for hands. We're buying stuff. Hands for DDs hands. And Deshaun's. <laughs> maybe Baker's. And actual hands. And, and actual hands. not male genitalia hands. <laughs> or a resemblance of such. They kind of hide them with the gloves they wear. Yeah, you could. You never know what's on there. Yeah, like, I don't know how Des Bryant fits them in those gloves. <laughs> All right, last, and manages to grab face masks. Last one we have. And his mom. Added it. And it beat his mom with his dick For hands. John. We got J. Cole versus Drake in your preference. I'm going with Drake. We could talk about this for a long time because I really like J. Cole as well, but since I'm wearing a Views sweatshirt right now, what were you wearing I'm going to take Champagne you're Poppy. You're confused, man. What were you wearing yesterday? Dreamville. Well, I was actually wearing a, I was actually wearing a flannel. Is this gotcha journalism? And I was actually wearing a Kanye bear hat as well. What was under your flannel? In plain view for everybody to see. My chest. A gray, <laughs> a gray Dreamville shirt in black letters. Don't John is me. a shocky jockey, dude. Shock John's jockey. just mad because dude, we're gotcha journalism. Yeah, I pick, I pick Drake, obviously. Better all around artist. I also pick Drake. <laughs> you all both. But I love J. Cole. Yeah, I like J. Cole. Love him. Fuck all of you. And all you right. too, Adam. <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Now we have our gritty. Um, tracks of the week. Josh Hunley's got me into it. I already like the song, but he's been talking about it a lot playing poker, and I've been listening to it a lot. I'm going Planet Goddamn from the Divine Feminine. That's a good one. Well, I think we all know what you're gonna pick. If you don't pick what I think you're gonna pick them, the shocked. Alabama song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, shout out Alabama. Uh, if you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Uh, my track of the or week. Or Dixieland Delight. Is off of Gucci Mane's Waptober. Nice. Uh, <laughs> look up the song Bling Blah Blur. Uh, that is spelled B L I N G B L A W W B U R R, featuring Young Dolph. Heat. Heat. Waptober. I heard a song with just Young Dolph the other day, and it was pretty confusing. Yeah, Young Dolph is interesting, guy. <laughs> you should never be confused. <laughs> no, you should be like, this is good or bad. Like, I was that just like, confused. is this music? <laughs> What's, what's yours, John? X J. Cole? Uh, 21 Savage. Okay, that's a good one. Nice. 
All right, so our that shout That should have been our intro song. It should have been our intro song. Next time. It can be. I can change it. You so, should change it. You I should Because <laughs> I'll have no clue yeah. this is going to happen. So our shout-outs for today, first of all, to the Winchester Chick-fil-A on Pleasant Valley Drive. Nice. They fed uh, they, most of they, us. They fed but the gritty sports <laughs> of shits people. Uh, they were our meal sponsor for today. Fuck yep. all of you. Got and a number, you, Adam. I got a number one. I got a number one. I got Chick-fil-A sauce. Yep, same. It must be yeah. nice. Shout out to Chick-fil-A for changing every sauce except Pepper. Chick-fil-A sauce. They mm-hmm. can't mess with the best. Next, next shout out, you piece of shit. All right, shout out. Now that I'm a graduate of spinal sport and physical therapy, graduated today. Uh, shout out to Kevin and everyone down there. Very professional environment. Got a free t-shirt. They're all over their branding image. Nice. We need to get the t-shirts need going. need t-shirts. But, uh, you know, it was a pleasant time. It was a real bitch wet, sometimes to work out all those, t-shirts. you know, sore muscles. But spinal sport and therapy, if you're ever having a problem, get yourself a prescription. Head on down there. It's on Warrior Drive in the Warrior Plaza. So are we going to hit the links in then? Yeah. We're Good getting stuff. there. I'm a graduate, so I'm close. Good stuff. All right. Anybody else have shout-outs? No, I don't care about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> shout okay. out to me shout out to me for being great alright shout out to Jordy Nelson also for whopping a 40 burger on James's dumb ass <laughs> oh, shit uh, R.I.P. James bang bang R.I.P. alright goodbye I love you no we don't Dennis brought his dicks for hands <laughs>